0: On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to chat with Raul, and I cannot say his last name, guys. Uh, You know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I'm so bad with last names. Raul, you'll hear him pronounce his last name in the episode. (laughs) He's from Referral Candy, and uh, as you guys know, I love to bring on guests that represent software companies that I believe in and software companies that we use. And so when Referral Candy reached out, I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'd love to hear it from them, how they're really helping to drive extra business for Shopify brands through referrals. And so amazing conversation, really interesting stuff that we talked about. We talked through some stats and I think you guys will probably be adding this referral channel right after this episode. Enjoy guys. Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially, predictably, and consistently. So download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially. Hey, guys. Before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it. SMS marketing included. You'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to 4 hours. Hours of work a month, and that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence. But now that the Facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns, where do we go? Retention. But it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns, which we've seen all the time. It requires actually having a system that increases the LTV of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time. And hopefully, even though considering a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, et cetera. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you wanna find out Exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes. Book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. All one word now on to today's episode hey guys Jordan West back here with secrets to scaling your e-commerce brand I am super excited today we're going to be talking all about referral marketing I am super super happy to have Raul uh, all the way from referral candy here to talk uh, about referrals and uh, and why uh, it's just something that you need to add um, to your ecom brand and so without further ado Raul, welcome to secrets to scaling your e-commerce brand
1: hey thanks for having me
0: yeah I'll go ahead Ahead and let you do an intro I am so bad people who have listened to this for a long time know I am so bad with pronouncing names which is funny because I really respect people like I, I genuinely respect and love people and for some reason pronouncing names I just get it wrong so much of the time um so you go ahead and and I'd love for you to tell um our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do
1: Absolutely, yeah. So my name is my name is Raul. So you you said it perfectly earlier. So no no worry about that. <laughs> and I've been at Referral Candy for about five years now. I originally joined the company as the partner manager. My role has evolved a little bit more. Uh, now I'm uh, considered uh, let's say the, the chief advocate. It's kind of like the more fancy title, I guess. And uh, yeah, so on top of managing uh, our partnerships, I also do a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of like exposing Referral Candy, um, you know, a little bit more advocacy of the brand. And Referral Candy, so we've been around for for 10 years. Uh, we were one of the first referral marketing platforms in e-commerce when we launched back in, in 2010. And in short, what we do is that we allow e-commerce brands to set up and run customer referral programs on autopilot. So
0: let's let's talk about referral programs. I really want to get into sort of like the meat and the tactics of referral programs, kind of what works, what doesn't. So let's, let's first start off... So why referrals? Like, do they actually work? Do people actually refer their friends?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's referral marketing. It's just something that you can do to incentivize word of mouth, which is something that happens organically. So, I mean, think about the last time that you got a recommendation for an e-commerce store or or a Netflix show or a new restaurant. We love to talk about things that we've done and things that we've purchased and recommendations happen pretty much on a daily basis. So it's referral marketing. It's just a way of amplifying something that already happens naturally. It's part of our human nature. And yeah, customers do refer their friends. It's something that for a lot of our brands, it's being able to become just another sales channel, another customer acquisition channel for them. Uh, Not only that, but also uh, just because of how the referral rewards can be structured. So you can incentivize your customers to refer their friends by giving them a discount. You're not only incentivizing them to go out and refer, but also to come back for more because now they have a a discount on their next purchase. It's an uh, additional incentive to retain them even more.
0: Let's talk numbers here. How many people refer so like when you set up a referral program, first of all, what are the channels that you're trying to get people to refer through?
1: Pretty much anything. So the way the way it works is that we give each customer a, un- a unique referral link that they can share with their friends. So whatever platform they can share that referral link on uh, will work. So we've had merchants that that just uh, sorry customers that just share the referral link on like a text conversation or social media, all the way to you know like YouTube channels. So We actually find a lot of success on like unboxing videos uh, in which people that are recording these videos they they paste their their referral links there, uh, so the viewers can can click on that and, and make a purchase. And so that's kind of like the main channel. Now in terms of numbers, we've, I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the place really, but we typically recommend to, so, okay, let me, let me put it this way. If you're thinking about launching a referral program, it's likely because you are already identifying some sort of referrals happening in your store. So like I said earlier, this is something that happens, word of mouth happens organically, right? And so it's a matter of identifying, okay, there might be some recommendations going on. How can I, first of all, track this and how can I incentivize it even more? So I would say that kind of like the most typical case is that our customers run an nps survey net promoter score survey and if they get like a really high uh, result from there let's say 80 90 percent then that means that a lot of your customers are willing to refer but that doesn't mean that all of them are going to end up referring only a fraction of those will end up referring so we've seen that probably around 20 to 30 percent of the customers that say that are willing to refer will end up doing it not necessarily because they don't like your brand or anything like that just because you know there's a lot of distractions that happen in our daily lives and so they, they tend to forget so the percentage of customers that end up referring has a lot to do with the promotion that you do that's why we always say that promotion of your referral programs making sure that your customers are being reminded about the program it's one of the main drivers of the long-term success of the program
0: where does it fit into your marketing mix where are you putting this referral program is this for for people who purchased one time two times like are these your vip customers who who are you bringing into this are you like are you especially inviting them into this referral program or does anybody get to be a part of it
1: yeah so So there's two philosophies here that that we've seen on merchants. So it's whether you want to run the referral program and have it become like a private thing just for customers or just open it to anybody. And there's different ways that you can acquire customers depending on what you're doing. Some merchants decide to do both actually, invite customers and also have it open to to anybody. So the, I mean, obviously this is a post-purchase whenever you are incentivizing customers to refer, this is a post-purchase kind of campaign. And so typically the way it works is that you can either implement a pop-up at the checkout. So after a customer finishes the, the purchase, they get this pop-up saying thanks for the purchase here so you can refer your friends and we give them the referral link right away or they get a post purchase email from referral candy I mean it's, it doesn't say referral candy anywhere but uh, it's coming from us with the referral link so they can start referring their friends so that's the most typical kind of post purchase flow and then on top of that we also have clients that want to open the referral program to anybody because at the end of the day I might uh, stumble upon a website that I might not be interested in because the products don't fit me or I'm not interested in buying the this myself, but I might know people that might be interested in it. So I can grab a referral link and send a discount to, to my friends and you know, kind of like it's a way of converting uh, visitors as well. And brands do that in multiple ways. Some of them, they implement the widget on the homepage or in specific product pages, or they just have some sort of call to action at the footer that says referral program, affiliate program, whatever it is, and allow people to sign up directly from there. So it really depends on on the brand and how they, how they want to open it or sorry, how much they want to open it and, and how much they want to promote it as well.
0: One thing that I think about with referral referral programs is that they could potentially be easy to scam right Mm -hmm. so like say it's like you know i think of like the circular customer sort of idea right so like people who are always going to buy from you they're like well hey i'll send you this referral code you can send me this is there any way to get around that or is that just kind of part of the referral game
1: yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately, it's part of the referral game, but we've built a pretty robust anti-fraud system that prevents things like this from happening. So we have ways to identify self-referrals. We also have, depending on the coupon management, there's certain things that we look at to prevent, let's say, some customers to kind of refer themselves and also to, or like existing customers from getting a coupon that's not meant for them. So there's there's a lot of systems that we put in place. On top of that, so in, in, in that anti-fraud system automatically, invalidates referrals that don't pass Alfred for, out for to, filter, sorry. But then on top of that, we also have uh, something we actually just built a couple months ago that's called the Fraud Center, which means that we will flag potential fraudulent purchases, even if they have passed our systems, but we still have the suspicion that they might be fraudulent. So we flag them, we put them in this Fraud Center on the referral candy account. So the merchant can look at each individual advocate and see, okay, this one, it's you know definitely fraudulent activity. So they can ban all, all those referrals or they can can I like uh, put the green light on that one particular advocate if they, if it's trusted. So
0: gotcha, gotcha. Can you walk me through a case study of a brand that has done a really good job with their referral program? And if you have some numbers, I would love to hear that. I'm thinking for people out there. So I own multiple brands and we don't, we do no referral programs whatsoever. This was the main reason why when you reached out or your PR person reached out, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to know about this. This is actually something I've I've often had questions about. And I, I think our listeners probably understand genuinely that I'm actually interested in these these sorts of things. And that's why I have people on the podcast like you. Can you walk me through a case study and and talk to me about I, I just love some some sort of reason to try a program like this and and even like the length of you know how long this takes to really see the the effects.
1: Yeah. So I'll actually start with our our last question about how long it takes to to actually take off. So this is a numbers game. And so at the end of the day, it really depends on the volume that your referral, uh, that that your e commerce store is experimenting and how many new customers are being added to the program because they're making a a purchase. So the the more customers that you add to the referral program, the the short amount of time that it takes for the program to actually take off. So any promotion that you can do at the very beginning, whether it is not only by setting up the post purchase flow, but also uh, by announcing on social media, sending an email blast to previous customers, letting them know about the program, you know, all that promotion motion uh, really helps. And then in terms of, uh, so I figured that maybe fashion and apparel might be a good place to start for, for a case study. And actually I saw on your, uh, actually I had the chance to listen to one of your podcast episode about, I forget the name of the guest, but they were talking about uh, slow fashion, kind of like an in, in opposite to, to fast fashion. And yeah. we actually have a, a customer that they also kind of believe in the same philosophy of, of making products that the last. And so I really like talking about this particular example because they've been able to take referral marketing to the next level, which in my opinion, it's building a community around your brand, yeah. like kind of focusing on, on community marketing. And so uh, for them, it was just, a, I mean, they so this customer call, called Christy Dawn. Uh, so this is a case study that's available on our website. And uh, they, so just because of the nature of their company and kind of like the, their company mission and what they believe in, and, and also the, the, the products, the type of products that they offering, they realized that they were having a very engaged community of customers around them. And so they started creating a lot of content, targeting their own audience in a non-promotional way uh and more in like a you know educational way uh and kind of like you know letting them know about why they were in business and what was the reason you know for the company to exist so they were basically making their company richer in the eyes of their customers they were not seeing a product anymore they were seeing a company with with strong values behind and so yeah once you have that your brand becomes very easy to share you know when somebody asks oh where, where do you get that that t-shirt you know they're not going to say oh i got it online they're probably going to explain the story of that t-shirt and then kind of how they got it so this company Call Christy Don. So their ROI, so they they actually use referral candy not only for their own customer referral program, but they also worked with style like you know fashion and apparel bloggers and then content creators on on YouTube and, and Instagram. And their ROI was uh so they, they were able to multiply their investment by 26 and running a referral program. Their kind of like monthly sales are about 3% of their total sales are coming from referral candy, uh, which is it's not a huge percentage, but the main difference for them is that it's a lot easier. It's it's a lot cheaper for them to acquire a customer through referral candy or through referral referral marketing than pretty much any other channel that they have available. That's something also that we've seen with other other merchants that kind of like the, the referral marketing sales channel might account for anywhere between five and 15%. And that's a highly successful referral program because the, their ROI is huge. But at the same time, those customers that they're acquiring through that channel are a lot cheaper for them uh, only because, I mean, they're only paying based on performance and not necessarily they don't really have to budget for, you know, for ads as much as they used to before they were running the program.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's, that's super compelling before we get onto some of my other questions here, anything else that you want to talk about, you know, for people to try out referral candy or referral marketing in general? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I would just say that referral marketing—it's something that, again, it's a natural evolution for an online brand, in my opinion. If you have a good product, if you have a good, you know, purchase experience, if your customers are happy at the end of the day buying from you, it's just an its its natural that they're going to refer you to their friends and family. Now you can you can try this out. You don't necessarily need to sign up on on Referral Candy. You need you don't need a, a referral software to be able to see what's the impact of referral marketing or or word of mouth in your in your store. You can just uh, create kind of like a very simple system you know, in which you might be asking your customers, uh, your new customers, you know, where are you coming from? Like, you know, did you, did somebody recommend you? You know, something along those lines, just to see what's the impact that your store is already having from word of mouth. And then it's uh word of mouth on steroids once you you launch a referral program, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. I got to see the question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, what is your secret to scaling?
1: I would say it's promotion, really. I mean, that's something that we've seen on our customer base and also uh, just kind of like myself on, on my job, it's to basically make your community or make your audience aware that you exist, or just make sure that they're constantly aware of whatever it is, the next step you want to want them to take. In referral marketing, we see that all the time. Those referral programs that have a very consistent way of reminding customers about uh, about the program, reminding them about what are the rewards that they can earn, kind of like, you know, different reminders and different channels on how they can refer their friends. It's that's honestly the difference between the highly successful ones and those that don't do that well. Awesome.
0: Awesome. That's great. I got three more questions for you. Number Number one, what is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now?
1: So I actually have to give kudos to a, a tool that I started using not, not long ago, but it's, it's honestly changed the way I run. Uh, so I, I I do run product demos from time to time with uh, agencies that I work with and, and merchants. And it's a, it's a tool called Avoma, which stands for a very organized meeting assistant. And it, it's it's an AI system that records calls and creates a transcription of the call. And then it's able to actually read that transcription and organize the call by different segments. So say in in this couple of minutes, you've you talked about... Pricing here. You talked about demo. Here was a question from a merchant asking for a particular feature. All that kind of stuff. It's mind blowing. Wow. <laughs> it really changed wow. the, the way so it run demos. Does,
0: does it work with Zoom calls as well? Yep. Like. Of yep. foam. Oh my gosh! This is yeah, this is gold. <laughs> Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now?
1: So I actually listen to podcasts mostly to disconnect. So I listen a lot of podcasts about about news or or just you know kind of like casual conversations. One podcast that kind of historically for me has changed the way I I work or like the, the way I, I discover new things is This Week in Startups, mm. which is the podcast of Jason Kalakani, has been around for many years. I mean, learning from entrepreneurs is something that has really helped me in kind of like my journey. Or new working in the tech industry, so if there's one that I would bring up, it's definitely that one, just for the kind of like the historical background that it's had on on my own trajectory.
0: Cool, cool, that's great. Last question for you: if you could sit down with anybody for an hour, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, uh, they have to be alive. Who would it be?
1: <laughs> they have to be alive. Good question. I haven't really thought about. Okay, so probably. So I mean, somebody just because of it's a kind of like an a, a personal idol. It's Rafael Nadal, the, the tennis player. Um, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily about tennis, but he's probably one of the most hard and you know, hardworking people that you would probably find. And so that kind of like perseverance, I would probably ask him about, you know, how he does it uh, to, to be able to work so hard and, and maintain the kind of like, you know, uh, a very like stable mindset whenever he's playing and, you know, not let himself get distracted with anything that's around him. So that's is, definitely is one person. Is Spanish option. as well? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. We can, okay. We can speak Spanish to each other. So that'll, that'll be good. <laughs>
0: that's great. That's great. Uh, that, that's a great answer. I've never had uh, uh, him as an answer before. So that's wonderful. Well, thanks. So- so much for coming on. Um, where can people find out more about you and more about Referral Candy?
1: So Referral Candy, ReferralCandy.com is the best way to, to learn more about us. And then uh, me specifically, so they can just email me. Uh, so that's uh, R-A-U-L-G. The, uh, so that's my name and the first initial of my last name from the email. And yeah, happy to take questions there.
0: Awesome, Rob. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was really nice to have you.
1: Thanks for having me. Hey guys,
0: we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So,